John chapter 8 and verse 36, Jesus said, If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. And uh, how many know liberty is a great thing? Freedom is an amazing thing. And uh, not to take that for granted. And I don't know, I, 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 yesterday I had fun. I, every now and then I like to banter. Anybody like to banter besides me? Anybody know what bantering is? Uh, verbal banter. Uh, so uh, we have some pastor friends, and, and, and they've taken a turn, gone on a different viewpoint, but we live in, in a great society. And uh, part of that is, is that we can be on the internet and we can discuss the Lord and doctrinal issues openly and not really worry about the government following up on us and shutting us down. At least, as long as we don't re-elect the same president for another term, we're alright. So anyway, um, we, we can kind of protect that freedom. But anyway, um, so we were bantering back and forth, and we have great religious freedom. We have enjoyed that. But that comes at a price. When Jesus says, "Those, if the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. And, and, and that declaration was more than just a simple statement. That's connected to, about what he was, to what He was about to do for us at Calvary by going and giving His life, conquering death, hell, and the grave on our behalf, rising victoriously over it so we wouldn't have to be subject to that. Are you with me? Redeeming us from the judgment of God. Thank God for His grace and for His love for us. And Paul wrote about it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. He says, Or do you not know that your body, and he has talked to us about how we keep ourselves previously in the chapter, giving instruction to the church of Corinth. He says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God. So for you and I as Christians, we have a freedom in God that did not come free. It came at a price. And Paul said, now that you are free, live and honor the free. Live in a way that honors that freedom. How many of you would be upset if somebody tried to burn a flag in our parking lot? You would go, no way! I mean, you would fight. Hopefully, if you go to this church, you would fight. So, <laughs> Or at least call me and I will fight for you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> anyway, but, but I mean, or somebody, doing, or somebody burning a Bible in the parking lot, doing these different things. And, and, and part of the insert we put in your bullets that right now, we have people burning Bibles and stuff and, and in the military and things being done and, and that, and we're not being able to do stuff. A lot of different of our freedoms or things are being stripped away and taken away uh, just bit by bit, inch by inch. But we would rise up and do something about that and in defense of our country, things that we believe in. But Paul's saying, hey, what about on a spiritual side. Come on, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We should have a same level of conviction when it comes living for and defending the liberty that we have in Christ. Are you with me? That is so important for us to understand. If you would also go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. In 
just a few verses here, beginning in verse 32. And we know that this is the, the, the hall of faith, if you would, and where it speaks of the faith of all those who have gone before us, as chapter 12 said, that cloud of witnesses. But verse 32 says, And what more shall we say, for time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophet, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Verse 36, still others had trial of mockings and scourging, just of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain uh, with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Sounds like a tour of duty in Afghanistan. Amen. Verse 39. And all of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive in the promise, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And I know that's speaking spiritually, but can I tell you, when we go back to the history of our nation and the men and women who have laid down their lives for the liberty and the freedom that we have in our nation, that some of them didn't get to partake of the freedom we did. That because of their sacrifice, we have it. And they gave their life for it, but we are the benefactors of that. Look at the cover of your outline, if you would. I wonder what would really happen if we truly took the time to reflect and remember the high price of our freedom. Today, we remember the price that was paid for the freedom of our nation. Every day, we should remember that the freedom we enjoy and many exploit with such reckless abandon came at a price beyond the comprehension of our mind. If we did, it would cause us to live our lives with a greater pause. Amen? Why don't you watch this first clip this morning. The ushers will help me with the lights and stuff. And if they're ready for that, please watch this first clip. So we know it's not the same.
not just for my dad, but for all the people like him who help protect their country. Amen. Somewhere there are children whose fathers will not come home. There are wives whose husbands will not be there. And, uh, but all for our freedom. Our spiritual freedom also did not come without a costly price laid upon the altar of our freedom. We should ever live to earn it and to honor those who paid for it with their lives. The centuries are filled with the sacrifice of those who have given all to proclaim and preserve the freedom of the cross. The inside of your outline, if you would, the price paid for freedom. If you, you can look things up today through the technology of the internet, we have research, resources available to us. But since, 19, since 1775, excuse me, more than one million men and women have given their lives for this country. Think about that. About a million people in greater Sacramento area. They just vacuum them out. From the shot heard around the world to the sands of Iwo Jima, from the fields of Gettysburg to the trenches of World War I, from the jungles of Vietnam to the deserts of Iraq and mountains of Afghanistan, this Memorial Day we set aside our differences to remember, to honor, and to thank the many who gave everything so that we might live free. My question today is, what if we were to rethink everything? Think about all the stuff. We have so many different values in life. Everybody, everybody in here, you, you, you have a value system. Young people are developing theirs and uh, we encourage them what right values are and try to direct them. But each of us has a value system. But what if we rethought some of that? What about the things that we call bling today? How many know bling is more than what a rapper wears? Saying, right? The bling is the things that are really add value to our lives. What if a hero suddenly became someone who actually fulfills the definition? A man admired for his courage, nobility, and exploits. Come on, that, that'd be something other than a rock star hero or an American idol or anything else. What about teamwork? When we're united for a cause greater than our own goals. What about courage? A quality of being fearless in spite of our fears. That's courage. Oh, that guy's brave. No, that's just somebody that pushed past his fear to do what needed to be done. Because we never really get past that. We just choose to hurdle over it. What about sacrifice? Which is more than giving up what I can live without. Maybe this morning that was your idea of your offering. Okay, I could do without this. What if it was went to the next level and knowing that I cannot truly live without giving it up? What if it was that? What if we were to rethink freedom because it's something worth defending, protecting, and preserving if it need be with our lives as well? How many would agree? Years ago, 
The Lord gave me this statement, let one generation abandon and move away from the cause and devalue the prize. Then what was gained and preserved by the sacrifice of so many for so long will be lost by those too simple of mind to understand and too empty of heart to care and unfortunately to their own demise. If we don't understand that and we don't preserve that, you know, I look, we look at the things and you have Occupy Wall Street. We have all the crazy, you know, we, we had all kinds. When, when I was young in the 60s, we had the Haight-Ashbury movement, we had the hippie movement, we had crazy stuff. But we had an excuse. We were stoned. Okay? We were out there and we were stoned. Okay, these guys aren't stoned, they're deceived. And, and, and they're breaking out against all types of just normal and, and, and logical thinking. And when they show people of defecating in downtown, and when people are just abusing everything about life. Come on, you have that freedom because somebody bled red. Somebody had blood that was red, that was shed, that you might have a freedom to do that stuff that you're doing. And that's like spitting in the face of that sacrifice. Amen? And in doing so, that's what happens. If we move down that road, it'll be to their own demise. People are going to wake up one day, and if our nation continues down this path, and if you and I, even in this area, and I'll just say it like this, as we're moving into a political season, do you know that only 38% of the church actually votes? And less than that actually votes according to biblical morals and standards. We're as bad as the world about just voting for our pocketbook, let alone our convictions. Amen. So unless we rise up and do something about it, we can't complain when the whole thing goes to hell in a handbasket. Thank you for that amen right there. Praise the Lord. What if we earn this? And uh, years ago I watched the movie Saving Private Ryan, and uh, I I don't really endorse it because of the amount of vulgarity that's in it. I, I think we can do a movie and make it real without having to have that amount but the movie in itself was an amazing movie and what it portrayed and probably the most dynamic thing about the movie is how it begins and how it ends and uh, when you get to the uh, uh, the part of the man it begins with the man at Arlington Cemetery and he's finding the gravesite and he's standing there and he's a grandfather now and his wife and children are with him and uh, question is that he asks his wife he turns to her after going there to honor the captain who led the team to rescue him he turns to her and tell me I was a good man tell me I'm a good man because he's standing where somebody died so he could live last week we talked about Hannah Luce and and, and uh, Austin Andrews who went into the plane in the fire to rescue her. And, and she lives because he died. And uh, she will ever go to his grave in a memorial and lay flowers at his grave and remember that I only live because he died. And she literally has a Savior. To, I mean, a, a physical Savior. Somebody who physically gave their life. We have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith, we've heard about His sacrifice for She actually experienced somebody giving their life so she could live. Amen? And so this gentleman says that. He says, tell me I was a good man. Tell me that I earned this. And one of the last clips in the actual battle sequence is when Tom Hanks, who plays the captain, he's there on the bridge and... And, and the, the man comes out to him and uh, 
to uh, Pr- Private Ryan comes out and as he's dying, Tom Hanks just says to him, hey, earn this. Earn this. Because there, there's only like a couple of the guys out of the team that came to rescue him that survived for him to get back because he was the last surviving son in his family's line. And so they went to the, the order was he can't stay there. He's the last one even though he wanted to be there. So they went to take him home so their lineage wouldn't lose that son. And so they gave their life that he might live. Amen? And uh, that I, I can never watch that. I blubber up and do everything else. And then we a couple times we've been to Arlington. I go there and <laughs> I'm just messed up so amen but uh, it should it should move us it should move you and uh, one of the greatest things to me is uh, I think I think everybody should have to go to the tomb of the unknown soldier watch the respect that's given there by our military and how they guard that how they honor and what that represents and uh, for you and I, our freedom has come through so many unknown soldiers that have protected and fought for us. Would you agree? So earn this. In other words, live to show appreciation and understanding of the prize. What if we really understood that every generation has the responsibility to earn what others sacrifice for them to have? Nothing we possess in life comes to us without a cause. We may not be the ones who paid the price, but we are the benefactors of the sacrifice and commitment of others for our good and for our freedom. There was a price that was paid for us to be free. Paul said that you and I, as we read, were bought with the price out of slavery to sin. The price of freedom, whether it is natural or spiritual, is not cheap. Today, people want the benefit without the price. We want it all for the price of nothing. On Iwo Jima, in just 36 days of fighting, 25,351 American lives were lost. One in three died. Freedom is not free. In three days, over 25,000. Admiral Nimitz said this, Among the Americans that served on Iwo Jima, uncommon valor was a common virtue. More endured the Medal of Honor, more earned, excuse me, the Medal of Honor there than any other battle or time during the war. Yet with the great sacrifice where it was paid for with blood. Because freedom is not free. Then on February 23rd, 1945, on Mount Suribachi, a heavy flag was foreign, of a foreign adversary was raised for the first time on Japanese soil. It became a symbol and hope for the troops and for those at home. But there was another symbol on another day upon another hill that brought hope to those who were there and to as many as are far off. It was a heavy cross of Calvary upon a hill of Christ upon a hill called Calvary because freedom is not free. So what if we really lived and remembered the price of our freedom and lived in a way that reflects our appreciation of what was given on behalf, on our behalf, because freedom is not free. If the ushers will help me again, I'd like you to watch this next clip. Derry, wait until they get the lights off and just pay attention so you can read the words that come up on this. Go ahead, son.
Amen. Great statements. Amen. But today we pause to remember the brevity of life, the sacrifice and service above self, character and commitment, duty, courage, honor, and loyalty to the cause. People who sacrifice their ambitions so others will not have to sacrifice theirs. Philippians 1.3, Paul said this, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And I just want to encourage you. I don't have a voice much larger than this, but if I did, I would encourage everybody. Remember, the price has been paid for us. Amen? Uh, as you pass through airports, as you're at restaurants, as you're doing something, maybe every now and then if you see a young man or woman in uniform, hey, go ahead and buy their meal. Just do something. Just go up and you don't even have to tell them if you're embarrassed by that. You don't have to say anything. Just go up to the cashier and say, hey, could I pay for their meal so that when they get up, they know that somebody appreciated them, did something. But you never know. You may see somebody and, and you never know where they're going. We have a bulletin board out there of young men that are in service out of our church here. And, and uh, we have uh, uh, Ariana and, Andrea and, and Angie's. Uh, brother that's out there and he's serving in the military right now and our, my daughter-in-law is in Korea and, and uh, we have others and Taylor just came back from Kuwait and, and so we have others uh, uh, Nick is in Italy um, we're just praying he doesn't drown in Venice no I'm just teasing but, it, but, but, it, but there's danger service is everywhere but there's I mean you know what I'm saying we're serving amen we're serving but I mean remembering our young men, I mean, Andrew Folsom served tours of duty in Afghanistan. Our son Austin was in Iraq. And so, thank God, but pray for our military men and women and have time to honor them. Would you agree? Praise the Lord. Thank God for those who are even at this very moment willing to put their lives in harm's way to secure liberty and justice for all. I'm not sure that our minds can comprehend the level of sacrifice and commitment it takes to secure freedom. Not just for ourselves, but for all of humanity. It's easy to see the need and to speak against the wrong. I can do that. I, I can talk about injustice. But it's something else to really act upon it. To speak in denouncing tones and denigrating terms against a thing which we perceive wrong, yet have no true understanding of, of it. It's something else altogether to be willing to give everything, even your life if need be, to end the oppression and set captives free. Or even to perceive what it must be like to ask someone to give their life for the protection, deliverance, and freedom of another. I remember hearing President George W. Bush talk about, when he's being interviewed about his book about his presidency and that, and saying how much anguish he had knowing that after we had been attacked at 9-11, and knowing to make the choice to go to war, that in making that decision, he was asking men and women to put their life into harm's way. And he knew that that decision would cost the lives of people. But he knew that he had to make that choice. I can't imagine having that kind of responsibility. I can't imagine, I can't imagine potentates and dictators and people who rise up and want to control people and send people out. I don't know about you, I watch these movies all the time and I'm thinking in the olden days, like when you watch the movie The Patriot and stuff and they're lining up there. You know, we talk about our kids being brainwashed, the other people. Come on, to be out there and stand in the field and say, okay, you shoot first, then it's our turn, then it's our Come on, that's crazy. And then people going that, running at each other with sword and spears. Come on. But you, come on, how many know you, you bought in? 
You're all in in that stuff. So what people do and to, and to go in and to give their lives and serving in the military and doing all that stuff, we need to so cherish the honor and the valor that comes with making that decision to be a warrior and a soldier on behalf of others. In the church, we set aside a day to take communion to remember the sacrifice of the Savior. Today as a nation, or actually tomorrow, we set aside days like today to honor men and women of our nation who sacrificed so much for us. As Abraham Lincoln said, those who have laid so costly a price on the altar of freedom. So my question to us this morning is, how should we live now? Now that we know that so many have lived and died for us. How do we live knowing that so many have lived and died for us? What's our value? I mean, there's a lot of things that we could change about our nation. I just want to pause. I just remembered, and uh, I'm not sure who it is. If you're here today, but uh, Trevor said he saw in the parking lot a license plate sticker that said Survivor Pull Harbor. Whose license plate is that? Huh? It's, oh, it's from, okay, it's from Grandpa. Okay. Amen. 2004 passed away. Survivor of Pearl Harbor. Amen. Jacob Zorn's Grandpa. Wow. And uh, amazing. Joey's Grandpa. And I actually got to meet him a couple of times. Awesome man. Great guy. But think about that. Survivor. So you can't hug him, but you can hug his wife. Trevor goes, i got to find out who that is. I wanted to hug him. Amen. Helen, stand up. Go ahead, stand up. Stand up. Amen. Her husband. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pardon? In the army. Wow. Amen. Wow. Yeah, you never know what story you're sitting next to. You hug somebody when you say hello to somebody, when you meet somebody. You never know the story that's in their life. How do we live knowing this? You and I may never face the challenge or the choice of having to risk our life to save another. But we are faced with the choice of how we will live after being saved by the sacrifice of another. Even today, I think, I think of the people that were pulled out of the buildings at 9-11 and our rescue people that, that serve and go in and bring people out of burning buildings, much like Andrew did as we talked about, or Austin did as we talked about last week. For most of us, the greatest challenge we will ever face is having or finding the courage to sell someone about the love of God proclaimed in John 3.16. Having to face the flames of our fears and move to save a soul. This is why Jesus told His disciples to wait for the promise of His power, the coming of the Holy Spirit. So today, we think about this, and man, how do people find that courage? And, and normally, we can't do it on our own. Living for God, God didn't ask us to be brave on our own. He gave us, today is Pentecost Sunday, and He gave us, the day we remember the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
Though Jesus said to wait for the promise, the coming of the Holy Spirit. On our own, we're not able to stand or withstand the flames of our fathers. But thank God He didn't ask us to do it in our ask us to do it in our own strength or ability. But He made a way for us all to be equally equipped and endued with power. I don't know about you. I said this last week. I want to live like I've been pulled from the flames at the expense of somebody else's life. And 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 I hope that gets down on the inside of you. And and maybe if we could just consider ourselves like the hand. But when we have our freedoms and the fact that we can drive across, you know, we we, we have border check stations in uh, agriculture. I guess is what they're for. They never ask you to stop and look at anything. But we've actually been overseas where you drive through borders and they check everything else. You have to have papers. You have to have documentation. They check. They, if anything looks as good, they can tear your car apart and leave it on the side of the road. And you don't even have a wrench to put it back together. So, I mean, it's just a matter. We don't know what it's like. And, and sometimes we take for granted the freedoms that we have. We can drive all the way across this country, back and forth as many times as we want, in great freedom, enjoy the liberty. We are a blessed people. Amen? Because of the sacrifice of others. So I want to live remembering that. Not just spiritually, but naturally as well. And the scars from my past are proof of the flame that I would have perished if not for Christ. And there's enough when it comes to even our uh, national scars and image. We look back, come on. There are scars that prove that freedom came at a price. Amen? Upon our nation. The ushers would just turn the lights down one more time. This is probably my favorite clip when it comes to Memorial Day. And uh, President Reagan was an amazing man of God. And uh, great president, great leader. And as the worship team comes back during this video, I want you to watch this prayer. And I play it almost every year, but it's, it's worth hearing over and over again. For some of us here today, our love is the unquenchable, unforgetting love of a wife, a child, for a fallen father, of a mother, a father, for a fallen son. For others of us, this love, while more distant, is still anguished and grieving. Ours is a love for a fallen countryman who died so that we, a free people, might live and this great nation endure. Even as we hear these words, we understand again their inadequacy. We appreciate a new Lincoln's humble wisdom at Gettysburg. When brave men die, it is their deeds, not our words, that are remembered. It is their sacrifice, not our brief recollection, that offers everlasting testimony to their love for others, their love for us. But we're human, and today we know such great heartache. So we come to this place to seek the simple assurance of each other and the hope of finding a higher meaning, a greater purpose. And let us remember a final duty, to understand that these men made themselves immortal by dying for something immortal. That theirs is the best to be asked of any life, a sharing of the human heart, a sharing in the infinite. In giving themselves for others, they made themselves special. Not just to us, but to their God. Greater love than this has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. 
And because God is love, we know he was there with them when they died and that he is with them still. We know they live again, not just in our hearts, but in his arms. And we know they've gone before to prepare a way for us. So today we remember them in sorrow and in love. We say goodbye. And as we submit to the will of him who made us, we pray together the words of scripture, Lord, now let thy servants go in peace. Thy word has been fulfilled. So many of you have known long months of separation from your loved ones, from those young men who were separated by distance, by miles of land and ocean. Now you are separated again, not just by territorial limits, but because they have stepped through that door that God has promised all of us. They do live now in a world where there is no sorrow, no pain. And they await us. And we shall all be together again. God bless you. Father today, greater love, no man, and he laid down his life for his friend. Father today we remember men and women. Not by choice, but by necessity of the time and the day and the hour in which we live. Cause that arose before them. Challenging the threat that was against them. The demand that was placed upon them. Gave their life that we might live. We trace our lineages back. Generation by generation, our family has been preserved. We're here today because our family's been preserved over the years by the sacrifice of others. We thank You Lord, we pray as President Lincoln prayed that You would lift the grief in the hearts of those who have suffered such loss. 
they would be left with just the memory and the love of those that were given. Father, we pray Your peace upon the families that have lost a loved one, a husband, a father, a mother. We pray for our wounded warriors that have come home to live the rest of their life with the scars for the price of our freedom. They're overcoming disabilities. They're overcoming hindrances in their lives. Father, give us the courage to stand boldly here and live in a way. Help us to ever honor those who have served and respect the price that was paid. Father, cover our nation today. Help us as a people to awake from our slumber. As a nation, God, we've become intoxicated and consumed by it appetites and desires and pleasures. We become a nation that's willing to give up everything that we might have, actually nothing that would last. Father, forgive us. As Nehemiah prayed, we pray that You would forgive us for our sins and the sins of our fathers and move and restore once again our land. Father, breathe righteousness through Your church upon this land again. Let truth and liberty have a voice of clarity once again. Holy Spirit, we need You to lead and direct us. Father, we bless You today and we thank You for the great freedom that we have in Christ. Let us live to acknowledge the freedom that we have as a people in this great nation You've given us. But let us live as Your church knowing the freedom that we have. That Lord, it's one thing for us to be free, but it's another thing. We are a nation that protects where there's oppression. We've stepped in to offer justice. Lord, let us be a people. Let us be the army of the Lord. Seize the oppression of the enemy that's holding people captive and in bondage. And we'd be willing to be the soldier of the Lord and go and engage the battle. The captives might be set free. You give us the anointing and the power of Your Holy Spirit for that purpose, to set captives free. The Lord, today we say yes to You with all that we are. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Worship team's going to lead us in a song of worship while we were in prayer this morning Cole said that felt like the Lord gave him a word of knowledge for people who are having circulatory problems problems with your circulation and areas in your nervous system and if you have, need prayer in any one of those areas we invite you to come right now if you need prayer in any other area I'm asking our elders and leaders to come we want to pray with you so say lead us in this worship if you need to make a commitment of your life to the Lord, come let us pray with you. If you need to make a decision for the freedom that Jesus died for you to have, make that choice today. We're here to pray with you. If you need prayer for physically in your body, we want to pray for you. If you have that area in your nervous system, circulatory system in your body, come so we can pray with you as they lead us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
In grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. 